Middle Earth, D and D, and tractors. This and more this week on Apes for the week of August nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Welcome to Apes, a weekly podcast bringing you Apes of video game news fast. I'm your host Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. The Embracer Group has somehow acquired more. The intellectual property holding company has purchased Middle Earth Enterprises, the owner of the Lord of the Rings franchise, for about $770 million. The acquisition gives Embracer Group the rights to, quote, a vast intellectual property catalog and worldwide rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions relating to the iconic fantasy literary works, The Lord of the Rings Trilogy, and The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Effectively, Embracer Group now owns the rights to everything Lord of the Rings outside of the literary rights, which are owned by HarperCollins. Embracer Group also announced the acquisition of publisher Limited Run Games, Killing Floor developer Tripwire Interactive, indie studio Tuxedo Games, creators of Teardown, karaoke developer Singtrix, Japanese developer Tatsujin, and one more. The additional studio is unknown as, per the press release, quote, Embracer has entered into agreement to acquire another company within PC-slash-console gaming that, for commercial reasons, is not disclosed today. These studios join Embracer Group's acquisitions of Eidos, Eidos Montreal, Crystal Dynamics, and all of their related intellectual property from Square Enix earlier this year. Final Fantasy is struggling, so says Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida. This comes from an in-depth interview with Inverse this week regarding the franchise and Yoshida-san's position in it. Yoshida-san specifically says, quote, in terms of whether Final Fantasy is successfully adapting to industry trends, I believe the series is currently struggling. We're now at a point where we receive a wide variety of requests regarding the direction of our game design. To be honest, it'd be impossible to satisfy all those requests with a single title. My current impression is that all we can really do is create multiple games and continue creating the best that we can at any given time. Yoshida-san also spoke on the gaming industry's need to continue modernizing in terms of management to maintain a healthy workforce, as well as how he thinks advancing technologies will revolutionize gaming in the near future. The full interview and profile of Yoshida-san's history in gaming can be read on Inverse. Alone in the Dark is coming back. Again. The new reboot is a reimagining of the first game, bringing back protagonist Edward Carnby and Dersetto Manor in a Lovecraftian Southern Gothic horror adventure. The game is being developed by Pieces Interactive, developers behind the co-op wizard adventure Magica. The announcement comes from last Friday's THQ Showcase. Some other announcements include Recreation, a new game from some of the creators of Burnout, a remake of cult RPG hit Gothic, and a tease for an all-new South Park game. The entire THQ Nordic Showcase can be viewed on the THQ Nordic YouTube channel. The progenitor of modern tabletop RPGs, Dungeons & Dragons, is changing. As a part of the recent Wizards Presents Showcase, the team behind Dungeons & Dragons revealed one D&D, marking, quote, a new generation 
of Dungeons and Dragons. Rather than a new rule set iteration, like the most recent 5th edition, the team will be moving away from grand rule set changes and instead build upon the 5e rule set. D&D Beyond will also be enhanced to further digitize the tabletop experience. On top of all that will be the new D&D Digital, new virtual toolkit to enhance the tabletop experience with digital play spaces for dungeon masters to make and players to inhabit, all built in Unreal Engine 5. This new future for Dungeons & Dragons is set to launch sometime in 2024. And now for a message from our sponsor. Nintendo is investigating claims of harassment within its doors. The news comes from an internal memo sent by Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser to employees. In the memo, Bowser doubles down on the company's conduct policies as well as confirming ongoing investigations regarding a recent story from Kotaku. The story tells of a woman reporting misconduct among her fellow contractors only to be punished for being outspoken, as well as the discrepancies between male and all other contractors. Discrepancies include lower pay and a lack of growth opportunities at the company. Contractor for Nintendo, Aston Carter, has received multiple complaints and has been a part of multiple lawsuits in the past for similar reasons outlined in the story, alongside payouts for racial and age-based discrimination lawsuits. The seminal shooter Doom has come to another random platform, Tractors. At the annual hacker convention DEFCON, a developer managed to get Doom running on a jailbroken John Deere tractor. The game was ported to the farming equipment by hacker Sick Codes as a showcase of the jailbroken operating system running on the tractor. John Deere has come under fire in recent years by right-to-repair activists due to the company's closed ecosystem, stringent requirements, and excessive costs forced on the farmers. The company's closed ecosystem has forced farmers for years to turn to only John Deere certified mechanics in order to maintenance their machinery, including farmers who may live hundreds of miles from the nearest certified shop. Other companies such as Apple have been in the spotlight for their opposition of right to repair in the past, but finally began offering their own self-repair services earlier this year after having similarly strict requirements as John Deere. The agriculture company existing outside of the enthusiast tech space usually doesn't get the same amount of attention when it comes to their anti-consumer practices. QuakeCon 2022 is happening right now. The all-digital event was light on announcements at the time of writing, but currently the early access game Quake Champions has finally exited its early access period. More Bethesda and id games have launched on Game Pass, including Return to Castle Wolfenstein and The Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard. Finally, a new dev diary provided a new look at Arcane Austin's Redfall. Also this weekend is the Pokemon World Championships in London, England. So far, a new stage for the MOBA, Pokemon Unite, has been revealed featuring Sky Dragon Rayquaza. Pokemon Company CEO Tsunikazu Ishihara also announced new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news coming this Sunday. Expect more Bethesda, id Software, and Pokemon news over the weekend. Finally this week, the Pokemon Company is donating $25 million to charity. The company will be donating the money over the next five years to charities focusing on, quote, improving the lives of children and supporting social equity. The list of charities include larger organizations like Black Girls Code and The Trevor Project, alongside smaller, local entities 
like 100 black men of London and, an organization personal to me, El Centro de la Raza, supporting Latina and other communities in the Hispanic diaspora within Washington state. The partnerships with the 41 organizations are meant to be long-term, with the potential for more funding or other forms of support in the future. Looking forward to next week, chaotic open-world reboot Saints Row launches on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on August 23rd, as well as indie brawler Midnight Fight Express on all major platforms. On August 26th, 3D platforming remake Pac-Man World Repack launches on all major platforms alongside sci-fi demon-hunting RPG Soul Hackers 2 on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Outside of video games, QuakeCon and the Pokemon World Championships are happening right now and running through the weekend. One of the biggest gaming conventions in the world, Gamescom, starts next week with Jeff Keighley's opening night live premiering on Tuesday, August 23rd. The Destiny 2 showcase will also be happening later that day. And that's it for this episode of 8 Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. I'd really appreciate it. To stay up to date with everything from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at 8BitsGG. That's at the number 8BITSGG. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That's at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. But otherwise, that's really it. So once again, thanks for listening and have a good rest of your week. Thank you.